Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Get right to it. Keith McPherson on the fan. You only got me for two hours. The clock is going to smoke by. My show will be done. But uh, obviously, man, there's one thing to talk about. And I'm kind of glad. I'm definitely mad. But I'm kind of glad that Carlos Rodon gave us something to talk about tonight. So we didn't have to keep doing the Zach Wilson conversation or try to talk about the Giants, which that conversation is not going to hit until Tuesday and we're kind of reaching for things. There's no Mets baseball because it rains, and hopefully you got out of the rain today and you survived New York City and the uh, monsoon that was here. But, yeah, let's let's just get right to it, like I said. Carlos Rodon, I don't know who you think you are. I don't know where you think you are. I don't know what you think you are, but I don't like it. Like, this guy has some arrogance to him. <laughs> this guy thinks he's something that he's not, thinks he's – a bulldog. I thought he was looking at his highlights from San Francisco, but he's a puppy. All bark, no bite. A fake tough guy. And it sucks because that's year one, folks. That's it. What you saw tonight from Carlos Rodon, that's it. That's all she wrote for his first year in pinstripes. Boo. This is a guy that was blowing kisses in Anaheim. Couldn't handle it on the road. And I see Yankee fans saying, oh, he's not cut out for New York. Oh, he can't handle New York. He can't handle Missouri. This guy tonight, I could not believe my eyes watching that game. The season's over. The season's over. That is the easiest landing spot in the league. You are facing the worst team in baseball. It's them or the Oakland A's. But you're not just facing the worst team in baseball. You're facing one of the worst Kansas City Royals teams in the history of their franchise. When I did my Tell Me Something Cool today, I was talking about how these guys are one loss away from tying the worst season they ever had. They've lost 105 games. Carlos Rodon had the opportunity tonight to come out and end his first half a season as a Yankee on a strong note. And he absolutely blew it. Like, that's unacceptable. He couldn't get an out. And not only could he not get an out, it was the way that he went about it. So there's a few things to unpack here, right? So go back to last year. The Yankees get swept out of the ALCS. Brian Cashman goes on the radio in Chicago. I know you've heard me reference this a bunch, but it just irks me. And he kind of thumbs his nose at the New York Yankee fan base to say, yeah, well, you know, if you don't win the World Series, you don't finish with an A. It's a failure. As these guys in Chicago are trying to pump him up for signing Carlos Rodon and bringing back Anthony Rizzo. Because in Chicago, they have the Chicago Bears. Or not the Chicago Bears. They have the Chicago Bears who are terrible. They have the Chicago Cubs who didn't win anything for 108 years. Who also have just lost 11 out of their last 15. Could have got themselves in the posting. They're used to losing. They have the White Sox. Terrible. They're used to losing. So they're pumping up Brian Cashman's head. Saying, oh, what do your fans think about, uh, you know, your season last year and the additions you made in the offseason? 
And this guy says, oh, yeah, we, we were, you know, how far did we get? We were four games away from the World Series. No, you weren't. You were swept in four games. The arrogance. So after you were swept out of the ALCS by your arch rivals, the same team that knocked you out of the ALCS uh, last two times you got there, what do you do in the offseason? Your big free agent signing is Carlos Rodon. And I wanted to believe that this guy was going to be a second ace to Garrett Cole. I wanted to believe that this guy was going to be a bulldog. Throwing a fastball, striking guys out with intensity and fire, similar to a David Wells, a CeCe Sabathia, left-handed, hefty bulldog on that mound for the New York Yankees. He's a pup. All bark, no bite. So he goes out there tonight, right? And just when we were singing the praises of Garrett Cole and the Cy Young, and we had a good Yankee night this week, and they go to Toronto, and they take the series from those guys, so we feel a little better about things. We're reminded how much of a disaster this season actually was. And they're fighting to have just a 500 record. They're going to get there. But tonight, they hand the ball to this guy, Carlos Rodon, and he gets absolutely rocked. He doesn't have it. And that was your big free agent signing between getting swept out of the ALCS last year and then coming into this year. We should have known. This guy is the poster boy for this failed season. He comes in the spring training. He throws one pitch. He's shut down until July. He can't handle the road fans in Anaheim. He might have had two good starts. I think his best start for the Yankees was against the Mets. He goes out there tonight, and there's nobody out there, man. The season's over. And I'm watching this guy pitch, and I'm like, get this guy. Just take him out. And what really rubbed me the wrong way was Matt Blake coming out there. Matt Matt Blake is quiet as kept. I bet he's a sweetheart. I bet he's a nice guy. Innocent Matt Blake comes out there after you can't get an out against the 105 lost Royals, and he just wants to break it up. I mean, I think there were two on, no outs, and I think he walked a guy. So Matt Blake is doing what any pitching coach is supposed to do. Hey, let me just, you know, essentially call time out here and break this up. And what I really didn't like was the fact that it is the first inning. You haven't gotten out yet. And our rookie catcher in Austin Wells, who's a man amongst men, like this guy actually shows up. And in the situation, he comes out there as well, meeting at the mound. And Carlos Rodon wants, doesn't want to hear it from the rookie. And he doesn't want to hear it from the pitching coach. And he kind of like turns his back to Matt Blake and kind of steps through them to kind of shoo them away, like, get away from me, I got it. You don't have it. You don't have it at all. You couldn't get an out. You couldn't get a single out. That was terrible. It was a bad look completely. And we're stuck with this guy. Six years, $162 million, another Brian Cashman master class. And I think a lot of us were excited when they signed him because we were in an offseason where we're like, sign anyone, do anything. Nudge, nudge, do something. Free agents are going to different places. Other teams are making moves. You're the one that admitted that the league has closed the gap on you. The only move you made was to sign Aaron Judge, your own player that you drafted and developed and fumbled the bag on because you couldn't sign him in the offseason prior going into opening day where $295 million, $300 million probably would have got it done if you just put respect on his name. But instead, you end up having to pay him $40 million a year for nine years. You end up having to pay Judge $360 million, and Cashman didn't even do it. How Steinbrenner had to get on the phone from his yacht in Italy. So the only thing you did in the offseason was bring in Carlos Rodon. Okay, they, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo. He just had his worst season of his career because they mismanaged his concussion. And then they brought back Tommy Canely for a second tour. How did that go? Carlos Rodon, this is a problem. This guy has a has an issue. Like, not just the fact that he can't pitch and he only throws two pitches. He's got an attitude problem. He needs an attitude adjustment. They asked him before the game, what is his plans for after uh, this game, after the season, after his last start, right? Meanwhile, we're looking at Cole Cole is, is sitting in the dugout in despair. Cole, Cole is talking about how he's got 180 days until he has to pitch again. He pitches a complete game shutout 
two-hitter to win the Cy Young. This guy is talking about, me? I'm going to get away, man. You won't find me. I'll be gone. They say, you going to a tropic island and sitting on a beach? Rodon says, no, I'll be here, but you won't find me. I have a place not far from Kansas City. I'll drive there after Sunday's game and spend some time by myself. Just me, no wife, no kids. I want some time to not think about baseball. Then I'll go home to Indiana and spend time with my family. That's a problem. I would be checking on him. That's dark. That's toxic. That's not good. But tonight, this guy comes out there, single, walk, double, home run, single, 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 stolen base, throws over, Peraza almost sprains his ankle, walk, and then they got to go get him. You recorded zero outs. (laughs) That game was over right away. You are a $162 million pitcher. Be better. Be so much better. This this is concerning. This is someone we're going to have to see. Tom Izzo, who does our digital here, him and I were going back and forth on Twitter the week that they signed him. And I'm showing Tom Izzo the clips of him pitching for the Giants, (laughs) which means absolutely nothing to us now. But Izzo was the first person to say, this is Carl Pavano 2.0. This guy's not going to be able to pitch here. He's not going to be good. We don't need to sign him for that much money. And honestly, we thought we got a deal, remember? He wanted more money than that. We thought we got a deal. We thought we talked him down. This is going to be an issue going into next year as we're thinking about what they have to do, what players they have to add. They got to fix Carlos Rodon, and he's got to fix himself. He's got some soul searching to do. That gave me the wrong vibes tonight. We had good vibes in Toronto going to knock those frauds down. And then tonight just erased all that. Like, you thought Luis Severino was bad this year. Carlos Rodon made you forget all about those Sevy starts. Good grief. 877-337-6666. Yeah, that's not going to look so good when they do the audit. When they uh, do the audit of everything in the Yankee universe, and they say, all right, uh, let's see here. And Carlos Rodon, six years, $162 million. What, are you going to blame the analytics team for signing him? And all that falls under Brian Cashman. And that that game, I don't know, that rubbed me the wrong way. Nine nothing in the first inning. Bowman comes in, obviously. The game is done. It doesn't matter. And the season is done. But I'm like, is that the worst? I hear Michael Kay say that might be one of the that might be the worst Yankees first inning ever. And I'm like, stat guys, take a look. And then I start thinking to myself, I'm like, no, they did that this year in this season. I'm like, when when have I seen this before? And I start to think back. And somebody tweets at me, Minnesota, and I go, oh, my. The Yankees gave up nine runs in the first inning on April 13th. And I sat in the hospital watching that on a MacBook. I didn't watch the bottom of the first after Minnesota hung nine on us. My son was born that day. That was my son's birthday, entry into the earth. (laughs) And the Yankees go out there. And give up nine runs. It was a hot day. It was 88 degrees in April. Full summer. And the Yankees blew it that night. What a miserable season. Like when we look back at this season, there were so many down moments and they're not done. Add this one tonight. That Royals team is going to go down in history as one of the worst teams ever. There's still two nights where the Yankees need to get another win and um, the Royals will get handed another loss and they will be tied for the 106 losses, the worst ever in their franchise history. But, man, that's what Carlos Rodon is carrying into the offseason. And if you heard me a couple nights ago, WFAN even drafted up an article where I said this glitch in the matrix needed to happen. It's a reality check. It's humble pie. Sometimes you have to destroy before you can elevate, right? You can't have fool's gold. You can't fool yourself. You can't keep succeeding. And, like, if they snuck into the postseason this year— Drastic change wouldn't come, but this epic failure, you expect dra- drastic change. But I, I don't, I, I don't know how much they're actually going to change because they're going to look in the mirror and they're not firing Brian Cashman. He's safe. They're not going to put this on Aaron Boone. There's, they're going to fire some anonymous guys in the analytical department that nobody knows and expect change. Incredible. You get swept in the ALCS. You go into an off season where you should be stacking the deck knowing that the Houston Astros won the World Series and teams don't win back-to-back World Series. So you should have thought, next year is our year for sure. We got the AL MVP. Judge just hit 62 
bombs. Garrett Cole goes into October and shows us he's the ace that was promised. You should have stacked the deck. Instead, you fumbled the bag with your own guy, with your own baby that you drafted, you developed, and you had to overpay Aaron Judge a ton of money. He's worth every dollar, but you could have got him for a lot cheaper. And that stopped you from making other moves. And the only move you really made outside of re-signing Rizzo and bringing back Tommy Canely, which was a waste of time, all these second tours, done. Be done. When they run the audit, no more second tours. No more Billy McKinney back. No more Greg Allen back. No more uh, Zach McAllister. Like, <laughs> done. We don't, need, we don't need the second time around. Get new, young blood in here that can compete in this modern-day baseball. I don't know if Carlos... Rodon's going to be able to compete the next five years, but we're going to have to watch this guy. They're calling him Keigawa. They're calling him Carl, Carl Pavano. They're calling him Jacoby Ellsbury. And I know the season's over. I know that game meant nothing tonight, but that's a bad sign. You can't, you can't get a single out. <laughs> that's how you're going to end your, your first year with the Yankees, your first half a year. Anyway, man, 877-337-6666. I don't have that much time. It's a football Friday, or it was. It's Saturday now. We do still have to talk about the Jets. I told you last night the one way the Jets can win. Get Blaine Gabbard in the game. If somehow Patrick Mahomes exits the game, that ankle that nobody's talking about, that he hurt his ankle, his ankle got rolled on last week against the Bears, but everybody was too busy looking at Taylor Swift in the suite. Blaine Gabbard went into that game. He threw five passes. He completed three. The other two were interceptions. That's worse than Zach Wilson. You threw five passes and two of them were picked? If that man steps in the game against the Jets' defense, that's the only way they have a chance. Other than that, man, I think that the, the Chiefs are going to double cover. Minus nine and a half, you should, you should tease that up to minus 20. And think about it. How many points do you got to score to beat the Chiefs? A lot. You got you to score 20, 30 points to beat the Chiefs. Back-to-back weeks, the Jets scored 10 points. And I don't know what's supposed to change. It's Sunday night, uh, all this different stuff going on. Uh, the, the one thought that I had about the Seattle game Monday night is that there's no doubleheader, right? These first couple weeks, there's been two Monday night games on. So all eyes on MetLife Stadium and the G-Men. Better be ready to go. You need explosive plays on offense to beat this Pete Carroll defense, Right? You need to be able to throw the ball, complete passes, and move down the field like Matt Stafford did with Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. You need to tackle because Kenneth Walker III and DK Metcalf, they're, they're weight room warriors. Those guys, they don't go down with an arm tackle and one guy tackling them. You're going to have to bring it. Saquon Barkley's going to play. He wouldn't be practicing like this if he wasn't going to play. Andrew Thomas is not going to play. Ah, It's not great. But I do think the G-Men have a shot. Jamal Adams is going to play his first game of the season. And I read today that he was thinking about retiring. Man, that's one positive for the Jets fans. And one of the greatest things Joe Douglas did, getting that guy out of here and turning him into picks. He's Seattle's problem now, but Seattle has a few problems on that defense. Nobody's talking about Julian Love. Remember him, Giants fans? He said no hard feelings, no hard feelings, but of course there are. It's just familiar territory. He's going to come back and make plays. He's going to come back and try and wreak havoc. He made a lot of tackles for the Giants last year. And Geno Smith, former Giants and Jets quarterback, they wrote him off, but he didn't write back. You think he doesn't have something to prove? It might not be hard feelings, but this is the NFL. These guys got something to prove every time they step out there, and it's going to be the only game on. What a coincidence. Not even a month has passed. And we have Sunday night football and Monday night football again in New Jersey where everyone will be watching all of the hype. And if the Jets and the Giants don't perform, you know where we're headed, folks. The season's going to be cooked. The season's going to be over. 877-337-6666. We will look around Major League Baseball as the Padres have been eliminated and things are happening as we get closer to knowing who the wild card teams are and what the postseason is going to look like without the Mets and the Yankees. My name's Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Call me up. I don't have that much time. I'll be done at 2 a.m. Let's take this break right here and we'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. People say aren't going to be sad to see Shea Stadium go, and I said I'm not, you know, I'm not at all. I think it has seen its day, and it is, it has some scars that are ready to go, and, and the new stadium is going to be terrific. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, sir. Right back at it on the fan, man. Let's run through the tape. End of the week. End of another good week. Week four in the NFL already. And uh, the last week of the Major League Baseball season. An interesting one with the rain issues for the Mets. And, like, the amount of rain that we've got in this area. Unusual. Um, And then with the Yankees. Turning it on against their division rivals and then turning it completely off the last two nights. This guy, Carlos Rodon, man, he was one foot into his darkness retreat. He sounds like he's about to go to a darkness retreat. This guy's going to go somewhere. Like, when the media, you don't have to tell the media everything. Like, like this type of stuff, like, I'm going to get away. You won't find me. I'll be gone. Like, that's, like, that's concerning. That's concerning. But I understand it, right? Because this is... One of the biggest disappointments in baseball this season. This guy's got to be ashamed of himself. 64 and a third innings pitched with a 6.86 ERA, a 1.45 whip, 3 and 8 record. He's making $162 million for the Yankees. And the most that we'll remember about this guy is him, him starting the season. In July, him only pitching half a season, him blowing kisses to the fans in Anaheim, him stinking up the place almost every other start, and then his last start of the year being all-time bad, one of the worst starts you've ever seen. 877-337-6666. Let's take a call. Ross and Bergen County on the fan every day. Hey, Keith. How's it going, man? Happy Football Friday. Happy Football Friday and the Saturday. Going to watch some college football and Ross. You just reminded me to do something, and I haven't done enough of this. I did the read, but for my North Jersey heads, I will be at Dick Sporting Goods hosting a Q&A with Jets center Nick Mangold, Giants quarterback Phil Sims. It's just a football activation for football fans hosted by Nike, Fanatics, and WFAN. I will be the MC uh, in the middle of it, and um, you know we'll be taking pictures. There's free giveaways, a DJ, and like some special gifts if you buy Nike fanatics gear so if you live by uh 74 willowbrook road in wayne new jersey the dick sporting goods we will be there from 11 a.m to about 1 32 p.m uh, i gotta leave here go nice. to sleep if i even can go to sleep with the baby in the crib and uh, get up and drive out to wayne and then host that event tomorrow but what do you got yeah, i heard Ross? something about that no i'm actually i'm, I'm over there all the time it's in uh running old willowbrook and she got a buffalo wild wild wings in my yeah car. i've been over i've, I've been to that Dick Sporting Goods before. Um, I'm familiar with yeah. it. I think that's why they picked me. I don't think they picked me for any reason besides, like, I'm I'm close and I can get there. I'm definitely not um, Boomer Esiason or Tiki Barber. That, you know, it would fit more to have those guys there with Nick Mangold and Phil Sims. Yeah, I hear you, man. Hopefully, yeah, maybe I'll stop by. No, it sounds cool, man. But uh, I know you're kind of racing the clock. you got, like, two hours, a couple topics. So, you know, I think it's kind of funny how Rosan's uh, – Last implosion of the season comes on the same day of the day who bas- the, the same day the guy who basically got him paid all this money 
gets fired and Gabe Kapler out in San Francisco. You look at the uh, game yeah. they were putting on out there. Yeah. And uh, kind of, you know, uh, Rodon's last uh, hurrah this season is when the guy who basically that, that fluke here, you look at what Gosman's kind of held his own. Gosman, Rodon, he's finally all those names out there, those one-year wonders, and here they are now uh, showing for themselves elsewhere. So uh, you kind of see that just, just not a great look overall. I see guys like BT, though, you know, talking about another cash from gem and stuff like that. But you, you go through with, you know, you search Rodon on the old tweets. You see the first tweet that pops up, first two words are sign Rodon. He had like a whole blueprint and everything. But uh, all in all, man, you know, I, I didn't think he'd be good. This is just a whole nother level. You're talking about not even getting one out against a world team who's been cashed out since early August. And a whole new level is terrible, man. But uh, all in all, you, you bring it up, man. You look at the Mets. They got their own issues with the weather, everything. You look at Marlins fans calling for their heads, calling for Stevie Cohen's heads. And it's just a disaster, man. Thank God we got like two more days of this uh, New York baseball. You got other games. I look at the D-backs, Astros, Mariners, Ranger game had a lot of implications. The game got away from Texas. You want to talk about their bullpen. But uh, all in all, it's going to be crazy to see how these wild cards shape up. Yeah. And, you know, I was just uh, thinking about it. Like, we all wanted Rodon for the most part. There wasn't too many people that were against it. There were some Yankee fans that were against it. And we looked at them as like, oh, they're just being negative. I remember Yankees Twitter People found Carlos Rodon's Venmo, and Venmo, yeah. they were sending him money, like sign with the Yankees. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Want, in fairness, I didn't want Evaldi either. I wouldn't have touched Rodon. What it was with the Grinch, like thirty nine and a half for Paul. Bro, the, everything I always say, like the Bay out there, it's like vibranium. The pitchers, they touch the water, they turn into the second coming of Cy Young. It's so I wanted. I didn't even trust. I didn't trust Gosman when he was a free agent. I, you know, I'll, I'll take Ali Crow on this. I wanted Scherzer in for a year. That looked like a solid move. I didn't trust Gosman either. Because, you know, you look at, you know, stints, people forget. He was, you know, borderline out of the league. He had stints with Atlanta, you know, a rare occasion. Atlanta couldn't rejuvenate someone's career. He spent a year with Atlanta. He got DFA'd. He spent half a year with Cincinnati. I think he got DFA'd. Baltimore, he was all right. But before San Francisco, he was a borderline nobody. Same with Rodon was a hype. Thought he, he was getting, like, Strasburg's, Strasburg levels of hype coming out of college. And it just never panned out until there was money on the line. All of a sudden, you know, he was a, a 2-3 RA. Yep, prove it now here. Now here we are. Right, and now we're looking at uh, you know blue, uh, Yankee fans going into the year giving blue uh, Blue Jay fans crap for Manoa. Now you look at your case for Rodon; it's kind of like an old case of the uh, trash versus garbage. Uh, you know the old uh, F four stat heads, all the fan graph fanatics, I call them. You know they were they were hyping up mid on both sides. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's 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 tough to call, man. Thanks for the call, Ross. It's, there's no way to it's an inexact science, but like there's no way to know that these guys are going to implode. Like I said, I went and looked. I've seen him pitch before. I've, I've I've seen his starts on the south side of Chicago. I've seen him pitch with the Giants. I've watched his highlights. He just had a bad year. And that's a terrible end to the year, but fingers crossed that he figures it out, right? I'm telling you, I, if you heard me the other night, I'm like, I hope that the, these guys hit the weights harder. I, heard, I hope that they hit the, the batting cages more. I hope that they change their diet and eat better. I hope that they lose sleep at night thinking about the games that they lost that they could have had. I hope they hate it watching this postseason. I hope they hate watching some of the teams that they beat go win games in October, right? And even watching some of the teams pop champagne. Like, that's got to be a driving force. That's got to motivate these guys. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. And Brian Cashman needs to feel that way too. He needs to feel the fire under his seat. The fans literally chanting, fire Brian Cashman. And... The fact that he's got to make up for this. And there isn't like a, a window to make up for it like over the next three, four years or uh, the rest of his contract. No, this next offseason into next season, the Yankees need to be a winning team back in the postseason dominant next year. Alex is in L.A. on the west side calling into the fan in New York. What's up, Alex? Hey, what's up, Keith? We spoke about a month ago and I talked about the Yankees. I want to talk about them some more because – I came home from work and I put the game on. I kind of knew what happened in the first inning, but then I saw the uh, box score and his uh, Rodon's line is just like ridiculous. Uh, you know, he's 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 trashed. I um, I actually wanted him just like you did, but he's been a total disappointment. And his attitude—I don't think he's like he has the mental makeup to pitch in New York. When so you see I'm his really line, Alex, I haven't. I think I, I might have said it already, but zero innings pitched. Yeah, <laughs> didn't record an out. Six hits. Eight runs, eight earned runs, two walks, two didn't walks. strike yeah. one guy out, gave up a homer. Yeah, 
it was, it's ridiculous. And I don't know why um, the owner, um, Steinbrenner, wants to do an audit. He can talk to any Yankee fan or talk to the uh, three GMs that's on his staff, um, but especially Sabian and Manaya. They can tell him what's wrong with the organization. Yeah. It's like you have a manager who, who uh, the players don't respect. The players are so undisciplined. And you're going to have him be the, be the manager like uh, with the young players coming up? It's crazy. And, you know, you don't need an audit to tell you that the Yankees are where they are because of all of Brian Cashman's mistakes. That's why and I, we saw that. That's why I hope it's not just talk, there. Alex. I, you know what I'm saying? I hope it's not just eyewash. I hope it's not just something that, that they're saying, like, yeah, we're disappointed, too. We're auditing. We're going to leave no stone unturned. And then when they actually, like, you know, get into the offseason, they go on vacation. They play golf. And they go through the motions. And not much changes. I, I understand, but as an owner, wouldn't you be embarrassed to say that you have all these professions, professionals who have like decades of experience, and you don't trust them to tell you what's wrong with the organization? You have to go out and get someone. You have uh, Brian Sabian, who's won World Series before. You have Omar Minaya, who's, who took the Mets to the World Series. The, the team is just trash because of the mistakes that Cashman has made, and it's just like right. That's what it is. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to admit the problem, right? You came out and, and said that Brian Cashman was safe like two months ago. It, it isn't that he's embarrassed about the results. And even though Hal Steinbrenner came out and said he's tired of being second, tired of being running up, runner up, you you don't have to look far. Everybody's pointing at the like main issue. Like there, you don't need an audit. We all know the Yankee fans <laughs> follow the team. You don't have to audit. You don't need an outside company to come in and check every free agent you signed, every trade you made, every player you let go. Every player you drafted, we can tell you. You can listen to WFAN. We can tell you. Or, or you could just watch the games yourself, Mr. Uh, Steinbrenner. <laughs> or, you can, or you can literally just pay attention and see what's right under your nose. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he watches the game because because if he does, he would see the problem. It, 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 it's, it's embarrassing as an owner. You don't know what's going on. It, 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 it's crazy. So I don't have faith in the ownership or the front office anymore. And Boone can't. You know, he can't be allowed to. He's back. He's safe, too. I, I feel like he's safe. And I and I said I felt like he was safe when I saw him go to uh, John Boy's office and do talking Yanks in the middle of a, like, nine-game losing streak. He's comfortable just showing up to do a little little podcast and, and have a good laughing. time. And, yeah, yeah, I'm like, happy. oh, hell no. Yeah, he's got his, his job is secure. Yeah, it's crazy because, because I, you know, um, the manager in San Francisco got fired. And it's like the Yankees have lower standards now than, than most organizations. They fired Joe Girardi, who won a, a championship. They let Joe Torre walk, who, who won four championships. And it's just like, okay, we've changed philosophy because now. Because there's okay. ego involved in all of this. A few nights ago, I was talking about Brian Cashman, and I'm like, Brian Cashman, what are you doing with our team? You're letting your ego get in the middle of all of these things. And that was me speaking on how he dealt with Aaron Judge, how he dealt with Derek Jeter, how he dealt with Bernie Williams, three beloved Yankees that when you actually talk to these guys about their contract situations and, and how it went, he acted like they were just blanket players, like they were just those uh, blank silhouettes when you see uh, players batting average, RBI, OPS. Like yeah. he, he just acted like they weren't these guys that were beloved by the fans and it was all business. They tried to like take that like personal part out of it and – it's funny because like it gets personal when decisions are made to bring in an Aaron Boone who never managed anywhere and remove a Joe Girardi who got you to game seven of the ALCS with a team that nobody had there that won a World Series. Like I think there is some ego and some personal um, things involved, but it's like the wrong way. I don't know if I'm articulating that correctly. No, no, I, I, I get you. It's, it's really embarrassing as a fan. It's like I have to go to work. When my coworkers are Dodger fans and Angel fans, and they're laughing at the Yankees because they Dodgers can laugh a little bit, fans. but the, not really. And the Angels fans better not even chuckle. <laughs> they, they lost Otani, and they they've no, had Otani and Trout, and can't get it done. Can't even get yeah, to the postseason. They, they see the Yankees as being being you know they look at the Yankees what they were and what they are now, and they're just a joke. Everyone sees them as, see them as a joke, and I feel feel bad because what George Steinbrenner built and the fans built. It's just like it's been neglected by 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 Hal. I feel like if Hank Steinbrenner was still alive, um, then he would be more like his dad and hold people accountable, especially Cashman. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for the call, Alex. I hate I hate this feeling. Um, I feel like Hal wants to win his own ring, his own chip. 
I know he watches the games because I know where his suite is. Um, I know he's pissed off. I know he's upset. I really wish he didn't come out and say, oh, it's the third week of June. I don't know why the fans were ups- are upset. Because we, we have forward vision. Because we, we really watch. We, we really watch the whole league and these players and this team. And we're looking at other teams in the league. And we're like, yo, we're not there. Something is missing. And when Judge went down, a lot of us knew where we were going because we've seen it before. We know what the team was without him. And so for you to come out and be like, I don't know why you guys are upset, you know now. Um, by the third week of July, third week of August, third week of September, you knew. So it sucks. And and I hate going back to what everybody's been doing for going on 15 years now. If George were alive, what would George think? George is rolling. I hate that. Because Hal does spend money. They have done things. They've done great. This team has the best pitcher and best hitter in baseball, not by accident. One, they drafted, developed, and helped make that. The other was a white whale that they went and got. And they went and paid. And, and you know, Hal doesn't get credit for that. Hal doesn't get credit for anteing up. I remember going to sleep, I think it was December 19th, 2019. I remember going to sleep, and the conversation on Yankees Twitter was, Hal is too cheap. He won't ante up for... Garrett Cole, because people were floating the numbers out of what it would take to land Garrett Cole. And I'm like, Yo, you guys don't know that? You, y'all you are broke talking about somebody rich like that is cheap. What sense does that make? And I woke up the next morning. It was like Christmas. I remember saying, how come none of y'all called me? How come some of my homies? I'm like, how come you didn't text me, call me, wake me up? I didn't know this happened in the middle of the night. We got Garrett Cole, and that's when that all started. He did ante up. $324 million. How doesn't get credit for making the call when Brian Cashman is sitting there in San Diego on MLB Network, and they're asking him about Judge, and he doesn't know where his player is, and his response is, oh, he's a free agent now. He, you know, No, what are you talking about? He's been a free agent all of five minutes. He's your guy. You, you don't let him get that free. And when the arson judge appears to be headed to the San Francisco Giants tweet comes out from John Heyman, Hal Steinbrenner's in five different time zones over, has to step in and say, Aaron, what do you want? Name your price. Done. And you're the captain now. So I, I give Hal credit for, for doing some things, but he employs Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman has to do better. It's so obvious. And so that, now this audit is being run. I, I don't want it to be like, you know, when, when uh, the parents come to school and the kid is bad and, the parents over-exaggerate to the teacher like, oh, yeah, when we get home, he's in trouble. He's going to be punished. No video games. He's going to bed an hour early tonight. And then when they get home, the kid's doing the same things over and over again and nothing changes. I want them to whip little Timmy in line. <laughs> I want it to be real. I, I want this audit to leave no stone unturned and hold people accountable. And that includes Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. But I don't expect them to fire them. But I expect them to be on thin ice. You got this one year. If you feel like this one year was a injury-filled year where a lot of bad things happened and it's just a one-off, you get one year to fix it. You get one mulligan. Let me take a call here before we break. Lou is in Astoria on the fan. Hello, Lou. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, it might sound like I'm not, but like I just like you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, it you, goes with the, the it goes the emotions go with the way of the game and the night. And I felt like we had two good nights this week with the wins in Toronto. Then they had a clunker the third game. They never sweep anybody. And then what Carlos Rodon did tonight is concerning, and it just brings you back to the reality of where we are heading into October on Sunday. That this was a disaster of a year, and it wasn't good enough. And guys like that are literally the poster boy for what happened in 2023. The problem is that we still watch the game, even though we know they stink right now. Okay? Yeah, well, I, you, always, we, we, I, we real, I always watch Yankees the game. Fans. I told you my son was born. I'm in the hospital with my MacBook exactly. watching the game, and they give up nine runs in the first inning, and I close my MacBook. Like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll sit here now and wait till he cries. Like you said, this guy rolled on. Let me tell you something. What he did to this guy, to the pitching coach, was unbelievable. Not only did he did he freaking embarrass the coach, but
but he actually when he walks by, he hit him with his, with his shoulder. Yeah, he I mean, like like to move out of the way, like like that's what I'm bully. saying. Yes, he's a bully. You know what? And now you know who's pitching in a couple of days. Your favorite pitcher, Montas. Another <laughs> GM. My favorite tremendous, <laughs> tremendous acquirement. You know, listen, uh, I want to tell you something. You mentioned about the GM, about Jeter, about Judge, about Bernie Williams. But one guy that you hate to mention, which actually gave us a championship and say his job, and everybody hates him. A-Rod? To draw, uh, yes, A-Rod was the guy that actually did not hit 715 home runs because Cashman did not sign him. That was George Steinbrenner again. He got involved, gave him the 10 years, and gave him the, the contract. What if he hit 600, 700, he was going to get millions. And Cashman got involved because of the stupidity of A-Rod doing his uh, PEDs yep. and getting the hip surgery, okay? And he stopped him from playing from a guy to say his jockeys. Yeah, they got, they got they got A Rod up out of here. They they didn't do right by A Rod at all. They gave Joey Gallo his number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are these songs? You know, I mean, I mean, I know the guy. The guy according to me, because you know what, I'm a Yankee fan, and you know what, he did what he did. Okay, fine, but he should be retired. When you got a pet there, man, A Rod was incredible, and they don't have that last World Series that we're still holding on, counting the years from Can without A Rod. See, that's the only championship we got. We might not even In 23 one. years, going on 24. You know, uh, uh, talking about uh, uh, George, the late George, if the late George was around here today, and I know I hate this because I know I know that you love the kid. If Volpe played the way he played, Steinbrenner would have gone and wait a couple of years, go to KC, and get that guy Bobby Woods Jr., and he beat out shortstop, okay? Uh, that's the way. Bobby Witt Jr. That's turned it on this point. year, but Bobby J- Witt Jr. struggled last year. Volpe was 20 to, 22 as a rookie this year. I think he'll be ready to go and be more solid next listen, year. But he did he, put he, together he, a 2020 he, season. Like, I don't know. He, I got no he, issues he, with he him. Volpe, came, Volpe came into this mess this year. They did wrong by him. But, 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 but listen, listen, I understand that. But the guy leads the team in strikeouts and errors, okay, and he's batting 200. You know, I'm a bowler. If he wants to join my team, he could be great because he strikes out. That's good in bowling, okay? And his average 200 is perfect. I don't understand what is you guys got the love for this kid, okay? He's a it's kid. unbelievable. But wait, 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 wait. I understand that, but you know what? Thanks for the call, Lou. I just don't have enough time tonight. We're not throwing Volpe under the bus. This kid didn't even get a chance to develop in AAA. He didn't get a chance to develop because of the pandemic. This kid skipped levels. And actually gave us some walk-offs, some great moments, some homers. The 2020 season stole bases, gave you some things that we were missing with this team this year. At 22, he's going to be better. I'm not throwing Volpe under the bus. The Yankees did wrong by him, right? They were supposed to get a stop-gap shortstop. And they went to get IKF. That gap didn't last into the ALCS. They're going to Peraza. So we're not going to throw Volpe under the bus. Volpe is going to be a cornerstone of the franchise, a pillar of the franchise. I feel good about that young man next to Garrett Cole, next to Aaron Judge. It's not on a 22-year-old kid that played a couple games at AAA and the Yankees leaning into their marketing, leaning into, oh, well, the Derek Jeter stuff and homegrown and and he's a local kid and, all right, we're going to thrust him into and we're going to have him take Brett Gardner's jersey. He wanted to wear 77, but we're going to put 11 on him so we could sell more jerseys. Yep, let's go. The kid should have batted ninth the entire season. But when they struggled, they started moving him around. Oh, now we need you to lead off. What? I haven't faced Major League Pitching. You, don't you guys know I barely played AAA? We're not. We ain't going to do that. And I don't have enough time for that tonight. Nope. You can go to the A-Rod stuff. You can go to whatever. Like, we're not about to throw that young man under the bus who literally came into this mess and still found ways to excel, still found ways to compete this year. He's going to be better. Bobby Witt Jr., I like. But I watched Bobby Witt Jr. last year. He was not the Bobby Witt Jr. you saw this year with 30 home runs and electric plays and all that other stuff. He needed a year. Volpe could be on that level next year. I'm not saying he will be. Bobby Witt Jr. is, is a is a like he's different. Like Bobby Witt Jr. is a freak. He's super fast, athletic. He can hit. He can field. He can run. But uh, no, we're not throwing Volpe under the bus. Let's take another call. 
the focus of the conversation tonight is obviously Carlos Rodon and a reminder that even though the Yankees are going to finish over 500, even though the Yankees did go to Toronto and not allow the Blue Jays to pop champagne and clinch on us, this was a disaster of the year, and they still have some of that disaster in them. And Carlos Rodon is the face of it, right? Like, I, I made the joke that you forgot all about Luis Severino. Severino was doing that. <laughs> Severino was blowing games like that every week. He was doing that every five days. And the Yankees kept rolling him out there. And then he figured it out a bit, then he got hurt. And he's done. He won't pitch for the Yankees next year. And yeah, uh, Frankie Montas might pitch today or tomorrow. Frankie Montas, that when they run the audit, why did we get Frankie Montas? Oh, Brian Cashman wasn't willing to give up one of Volpe or Peraza for Luis Castillo. And so he defaulted into, oh, we still need another arm because we're trading away Jordan Montgomery for a center fielder in a walking boot. We need somebody to pitch this postseason other than our two all-star starters and Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez. We got to get somebody. So we will go get a guy that we know is hurt a guy that we know is pitching in front of no one in the Oakland Coliseum in Frankie Montas, and will give up three young arms. Luis Medina, Ken Waldachuk, and J.P. Sears, who had multiple starts for the Yankees last year, we'll give them away to Oakland for this guy. And what did he do? He stunk when he was here last year, and then he missed this entire year. You're about to see him in the last series before the season ends. You can't make this stuff up. Robert is in Manhattan. Robert, you're on the fan. Hey Keith, how are you? Good, good. You know, you know, as I was listening to the radio, I couldn't believe the first inning. I thought I was watching R- Carlos Rodan's Japanese cousin Rodan destroying Tokyo. <laughs> Remember Rodan, the flying whatever he was there, one hundred thousand pounds or whatever, destroying Tokyo. I thought that was Rodan. <laughs> Listen, Carlos Rodan. I, I, Carlos Rodon, as far as I'm concerned, should go to the ninth circle of hell. G- goodbye, Carlos. Spend the winter in Indiana doing whatever it is you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know. I think uh, Toronto is still going to pop the champagne this weekend. Somehow, uh, I'm sorry for uh, uh, I'm sorry for uh, for uh, C-Mac McMonagle because he wanted the. Uh, Yankees to knock Toronto out, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, that was never possible. Um, no, they no, won no. tonight 11 4. Um, no. They're, they're going to the, be in. They're going to be now, in. But, now, as far as the Mets are concerned, this these shenanigans, how dare. You know what Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball could do whatever it wanted to. Baseball should have said, look, guys, we don't want any game on Monday. We don't want the Marlins to have to stay in New York and, and get four outs. As far as we're concerned, the game is over. To hell with it. Uh, you you were ahead in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. You win the game. Forget it. Gone. Goodbye. And and then the, and the Mets ought to be you know shown for the shenanigans they are, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But Keith, I really have to take you to task a little bit. Please say it ain't so. You really don't want them to do what I think I heard you say to to Pat Mahomes. Come on, Keith. Uh, they, no, they, they, no, no. I'm never wish, wishing injury on someone. Don't. I please, played the game. Please. I'm not wishing injury on, on him at all. But I, I, if there's one way, right, because that's what the Jets fans are trying to find, one way to win, there's only one way. I'm not saying – I'm not putting a hit on that guy. I'm No way. I, I love that guy. Ferrari Pat is the best quarterback in the league. I love watching him play. But the only way I see the Jets having a path to win is if that bum ankle of his isn't good and he comes out of the game. But no way am I putting out a hit on Pat Mahomes or telling him to go after it. Oh, good for you. Nah, okay, I, I played football my entire life. Good, uh-uh, good. No way. Oh, one last comment. I know it cannot be done because it's too late. But boy, don't you wish that the that the gods who run the uh, NFL could have flexed that Sunday night disaster that's going to happen and given us Miami and Buffalo instead? Don't you think that's going to be a hell of a lot more interesting Oh, they're going to start flexing the Jets out. But no, they, what they did was they, they played into the machine with Taylor Swift. This is perfect. This is exactly what they want. They want the world to see Taylor Swift in New York. Welcome to New York. They want her to see. They want everybody to see this. They want people to see how bad Zach Wilson is. You can't hide him right now. Everybody will get to see if this kid can play or not. 
like we've known he can't play. So they, they're not flexing the Jets out yet, but the Jets have a bunch of other primetime games. That oh, I, I hope they flexed. flex them out. Please do. Please do us. Please do us. Very. Listen, Keith. Great weekend. Listen, I hope you survive the monsoon, the 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 the, the Noah's Ark, the the forty. It's days a little better now. Days. It wasn't raining when I came in, but earlier today, I I stepped out at my house. I was like, Well, listen, are you going to give your football picks before you go out at two o'clock? Yeah, sure, I can. Good, because I want to know what you think of a couple of games. I want to know what you think of Dallas, New England, of uh, Cleveland, and who's it? Who's Cleveland playing? Baltimore, I think. And uh, Philadelphia, Washington, and especially Miami and Buffalo. And listen, mm-hmm. my friend, listen, my friend. Tell your son he's got a great daddy, and I hope he grows up just like you with the passion you have. Because I love. He your don't passion. care about none of that. He cares about where's the bottle at. Change my diaper. <laughs> play with me and put me to my nap. All right. Well, listen, Keith. You take it easy and keep up the good work, my friend. Okay. We love you. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate the call. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I will go through what I think for the NFL this weekend. It was a football Friday into Saturday. I was planning on doing that in the next hour. I was spending the first hour just laying into Carlos Rodon. And just to remind folks about the disaster this year, we got some good feelings. We had a good Yankee night with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. (laughs) That's different than what, what we have here. Carlos Rodon, this guy, he needs to come back and restructure his contract. He needs, he needs to go to his little darkness retreat somewhere out in the Midwest and think about it and say, you know what, I'm not that good. I'm, I'm stealing money from these guys, and they want to win a World Series. Maybe I come back and restructure my contract, take a year off, take a little less AAV so that uh, Cashman and them can actually bounce back and go get some players this offseason. Keith McPherson on the fan. Got to take a break here. One hour left to my show. Let's take that break, and we'll be right back. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.